Hi, my name's Rhonda Stoppy, No Regrets Woman, and I am here to present a workshop for the Awesome Marriage Virtual Retreat. The workshop is entitled, <laughs> Your Marriage Can Survive Toddlers and Teens. Can I get a witness? I remember when I was a young mom, my husband and I had just moved from the San Francisco Bay Area to a little house in the country. In fact, we ended up living on a generator for three years. That was not the plan, but that's how long it took for them to bring us power. And I had two kids at the time. And while we were living on a generator and not having late night power, uh, I got pregnant with our third child. Now, I didn't mention I was sleeping on a sofa bed for uh, Steve and I had the living room and the only bedroom in the house went to our children. So you can imagine the stress that we were under. And then when I had my third child, not only was I overwhelmed by bringing her home to a one-room house in the country with no power, I also was left with postpartum depression. And I didn't even know what it was because I hadn't had it for my first two children. I just knew I was overwhelmed and I was tired. And I knew that I wasn't the woman, the mom, the wife that I wanted to be. And the more that I uh, struggled, I blamed Steve for the problem. I, I, our house was small. He was gone at work all day. I was home with the kids. Uh, I was overwhelmed and I was blaming him and I remember him one day looking at me and saying what do you want me to do I will fix it but I don't know what you want me to do now I didn't point out also that my newborn and I had a six-year-old but I had a two-year-old and you know how two-year-olds are so that's your toddler and I gotta tell you I uh, really was at a loss to know what to do and I knew I needed help and maybe some of you have been there maybe some of you have I remember telling Steve let me go to work you stay home with the kids I didn't know who I was staying at home with children without having any um, understanding of how to fix what was going on in my world I just knew that I needed help maybe you can relate to that so I felt like I had failed my kids. I felt like I was failing my husband. And the only answer I could think of was to run away to a career that I knew I had been good at. I knew I needed a place to find success. I knew I needed to find somewhere to find my worth. But I was wrong. And the more that my toddler would act up or the more stress that it brought into my marriage, the more I didn't know what to do. Maybe you can relate. While scrolling through media posts, I, we didn't have social media back then when my kids were little. I wish that we did, <laughs> but we didn't. In fact, every phone call that I made from this little house in the country was a long distance phone call. So I was really lonely and really wanting to develop friendships. It was a new community, I didn't know anyone. But I know some of you have the internet and you look on your social media and you scroll your phone and you see all the wonderful uh, families and marriages and kids and you know the kids are all dressed in matching clothes and mom you know is just dressed to the nines and you're like wearing the same yoga pants for the fifth day I get it <laughs> and you're feeling like you're the only one that has these issues and you're wanting to have help maintaining a loving marriage is difficult even if you didn't have little people sucking the life out of you, it's difficult. Trying to keep the love alive in your marriage while you're keeping your children alive one more day is not for the faint of heart. Can I get a witness? And when your child is having a temper tantrum or your moody adolescent teenager is blaming you for all the cares in their life, connecting with your own spouse can feel impossible. Am I right? So what are you gonna do? Grin and bear it, fake it till you make it? 
I spent too many years in that mode and it was not the best thing for me, my kids, or my marriage. When I finally got to the end of my own efforts, I was humbled and I was broken and I was quite honest at the end of my rope. I knew I wanted to have a great marriage. I knew I wanted to be a better mom and I didn't know what to do. But I looked around at the couples in my church and I knew I wanted what they had. Here's the cool part. God knows that when you don't know what you can do on your own, in fact, he loves when we're at the end of our rope. When we finally cry out to him for help and say, I don't have it all together, he already knows, right? Because when we're at the end of ourselves, he's ready to become all that we need. So let's look at four ways to help your marriage survive raising toddlers and teens. Number one, be still. Be still and know that he is God. That means the letting down of your hands. Second Chronicles 2017 offers this hope and it's filled it's, it's, I'm sorry, he offers this hope-filled advice for Israel, but I think it can apply to us too. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Do not fear or be dismayed, for the Lord is with you. Man, when you're coming unraveled, when you're hormonal, when your kids seem out of control, when you know you're not relating to your spouse in a way that you want to, it's a scary place to be and you can feel discouraged. You can feel dismayed and fearful. But if God's called you to this, he is the one who can equip you. Did you know that God is for you building a better marriage? And if God is for you, who can be against you? Romans 8.31 says that. So be still. Number one, we talked about. Stop striving to do better. Shut off the TV. Put down your phone. Get quiet in his presence. One major cause for stress in our homes these days is that we're overly committed. We run around to and fro trying to get our kids to all of these activities. We're overly tired. We stay up too late at night because we're scrolling social media or watching shows or playing video games because it's the only time that we have alone without our kids. But when we choose to be still, it may seem counterproductive, but God will meet you in the quiet. Remember when Elijah was overwhelmed and discouraged? That was in 1 Kings 19:12. It reveals this, quote, And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Marriage strife is cause for discouragement. But if you learn to be still while meditating on God's word, in that quietness, you will hear his still, small voice of comfort and of grace, and he will help you. Number two, be real with each other. With gentle words, not with a shaming voice, be honest with each other. Don't blame your spouse for the tension in your relationship. Acknowledge the real difficulty of raising toddlers and teens. Realize that you need help. You get one shot at this marriage and parenting thing, one. There are no do-overs. But when you look around at others who have walked the path ahead of you, you can find a source of wisdom, encouragement, and strength from the experiences that they've walked through, from their highs, from their lows, from the things they wish they could do over. But they can't, but they can tell you about it, and they can help you do what they wish they would have done first time around. 
Number three, be genuine with your pastor, with biblical counselors, with a godly mentor in your church. Stop pretending that you're okay. That pretense is hypocrisy and it will drive your kids away from the Lord. In fact, my husband was a youth pastor for 18 years. The number one thing that drove Christian kids away from their Christian roots was hypocrisy in their Christian home. Instead of feeling uh, hypocritical and isolated and discouraged, look for a couple in your church that you want to emulate. Ask them for help. Make friends with them. Titus 2, God calls an outline, so God gives an outline for his plan for the older, more mature believers to mentor the next generation. Quote, older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, and self-controlled, sound in faith, love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, behavior, excuse me, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and to train young women to love their husbands and their children. That's Titus chapter 2, 2 through 3. That's why Steve and I, my husband Steve and I, wrote the book, The Marriage Mentor, Becoming the Couple You Long to Be. We do biblical marriage counseling. We meet couples all over the place. In fact, we just spoke at a retreat last weekend. And we meet couples that are looking for godly mentors. And that's why we wrote that book. Number four, determine, be determined to be united. Toddler tantrums and adolescent outbursts will disrupt the peace in your home. Your kids will do all they can to side you against each other in hopes to manipulate you to get their way. Resolve together that your children will not come between you as a couple. If you need to get outside help, get outside help, but have the resolve that you are not gonna let them wedge themselves between you. Before the outbursts occur, occur, occur <laughs> decide how you will respond together when your kids attempt to bring turmoil. When your children attempt to divide and conquer, trust me, kids who can divide their parents are plagued with feelings of insecurity. Your toddler and your teen will feel most secure when they see that the two of you are united in a force and walking in peace. And your peaceful home will reflect God's love and that in turn can draw them to your Savior. We're not alone on this journey. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fail, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. If God has called us to raise this generation in the nurture and admonition of Christ, and he has, then he is the one who will help us. He is your source of wisdom and strength. Listen to this. Your generation is longing to believe that what you say, what we say we believe, really makes a difference in our lives. Our hypocrisy will drive them away, but our love and our unity will be a light. If we want our kids to follow Christ, then we must see the testimony of his love reflected in our marriages. I'm sorry, they must see. They must see the testimony of his love reflected in our marriages. Unity in marriage grows when we work together to be still in God's presence, to be real with each other, and to genuinely reach out to mentors for help. You are a light. Your marriage is a light. 
while raising toddlers and teens, your love for Christ and unity with each other can be a beacon of hope that shines the gospel to draw your children to genuine salvation. And if you reach out, if you live like that, you will build a no regrets marriage. And one day you'll look back with no regrets. Thank you. I wanted to do a little prologue of the last uh, video and tell you a story that I forgot to include in my message. And it is such a good story. Uh, from my book, Moms Raising Sons to Be Men, when my son Brandon reached adolescence and he started pushing me away, it broke my heart. And the more I tried to hold on, the more I tried to control him to make him be the good little boy that he had always been, the more he pushed me away. Brandon and I speak together now. He's an adult uh, at mother-son's retreats. And one retreat, he said something that had the moms hanging on his every word about adolescent sons. Brandon said, when my mom stopped crying, I knew I had lost control. Wow, right? And I want you to know, moms of sons who are pushing you away, um, there is no coming of man ritual in our culture except don't be a mama's boy. So when your son is trying to be a man, he wants to know you respect him, not just love him like you have for the past decade, but now show him your love by your respect. For me, I had to tap out. My husband Steve stepped in and there's a story in Mom's Raising Sons called The Ditch Digger and it talks about how uh, Brandon didn't wanna sweep the kitchen floor. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to sweep the kitchen floor? You've done it forever and it was beneath him and I was offended and felt like it was rebellious. But Steve said, you don't work for your mom anymore. You work for me. And Steve told me, now you stay out of it. And Steve assigned Brandon the job of digging a ditch from our house, we live on a ranch, to over where our barn is. And it was like, oh, I don't know, maybe a football field distance, um, hard ground, pick and shovel. And I fully expected Brandon to be upset and angry at the end of the day when he had been working, but he wasn't, he couldn't wait to show his dad the hard work that he had done. And I learned something that day, hard work works. So when I let my husband lead, when I stepped out, and then you can't jump back in and try to control the way your husband handles your adolescent son, because that will create conflict in your marriage. But when you step back, and husbands, when you step in and kind of be the knight in shining armor for your wife and, and help your son learn to respect your wife, but help your wife learn what respect looks like to a young man, that's gonna do wonders in your marriage so you can survive toddlers and teens. I also wanted to invite you to sign up for my newsletter at noregretswoman.com and you will get a free audio version of my book, A Christian Woman's Guide to Great Sex in Marriage. And then one more thing, if you follow me on social media, let me know that you saw this video and I'll send you a, a, a free little encouragement. Thanks again. I hope that this conference is just blessing you. I know it blesses me to be a part of it every year. God bless.